It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Welcome to part two of our conversation. Last time, when best-selling author Mark Nepo and I sat down together, we talked about a life-threatening diagnosis that he says nearly broke him. Mark believes he's here today because he listened to cues from his body and trusted his own intuition. It was Mark's long, complicated journey through cancer that opened him up to what he calls the fragile, resilient miracle of life. The experience further evolved his voice as a poet and a writer. In those moments when he grasped for answers and sought release from his pain, writing poetry helped Mark to listen more deeply and live more fully. Now, having survived cancer, Mark speaks to audiences around the world about this mysterious and luminous power of listening. It is the focus of his book, 7,000 Ways to Listen. And though he has made a full recovery, memories of that soul-shaking time are never far from his consciousness. Do you live every day having survived cancer twice and now having, you know, every time you go for your, is it yearly checkup? Yeah. Yearly checkup. Do you find yourself holding your breath? Do you find yourself? Oh God, yes. Every I hold time. My, I, you know, if I get the flu and I gotta go in, I'm in one of those little rooms. Yeah. They leave me in the little room more than five minutes. Yep. I'm gone. Yeah. And I'm don't gone. let them say, uh, and then they take my blood pressure. And then That's they, when they take my blood pressure. Yes, right. after you've been waiting in the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you go through 26 years and not be afraid every day that it's coming back? Well, you know, about 10 years out, I had a moment where I was in the shower and I had a pimple on the scar line. They always, that's what happens. They always go there. And so, you know, a pimple on a scar line is like, uh-oh. And in... 30, 40 seconds, I went through everything. I was, oh my God, it's come back. I don't need another wake up call. What do I do? What if it does come back? I can't imagine going through chemo again or surgery. And I got, I was sweating. Mm -hmm. I In got the shower. more and yeah. more. And then I went through, okay, what if this time it's it? What if I'm gonna die? What if I go through the chemo? And, and then I realized at the end of all that, I'd gotten all uh, frightened, terrorized, sweating, and come back. Yeah. And I said, well, if this is it, I'm going to finish my shower. 
I love that. If this is it, I'm going to finish my shower. Because, <laughs> wow, every, there's nowhere to go. Everything is right here, mm. right here. And it doesn't mean I'm not afraid every time I go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. But it's like we began with, even, you know, when we talked last time that it's, it's opening our heart to the whole of it while living in the particular of it that are our gifts shimmer yeah. and show themselves. Yeah. You said that when you were going through the cancer, one of the most important things that happened was that you were able to drop from your head to your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really what life is trying to get us to do all the time anyway, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think, you know, I think another um, paradox that the heart has led me to begin to understand is that you know, we, are, we, often, we often need in life to look at things individually or separately to understand them. So we look at, we talk about suffering and we talk about beauty, but they appear together in life. Suffering and beauty do. Yeah, and so one of the things we're asked to do with our heart is how do we let in beauty while we're suffering? Mm -hmm. Because that's how it really appears. Poetry and art, one of the biggest detriments to it is that we have cast it in society as entertainment when it's air to breathe. We need art and poetry to help us express who we are and stay in relationship to what matters. I know one of your favorite poems is Free Fall. Oh, yeah. yeah. First of all, before I want you to recite it for us. But why is it one of your favorites? Well, it's a poem that came to me on the other side of my cancer journey, maybe about a year out when all the crisis was over. I was still here and everybody had gone back to work. And I was, you know, in my robe in my living room going, what happened? <laughs> what do I do now? Mm -hmm. I'm not the same. And it's become kind of a, a ritual for me, kind of a spiritual handshake that I often close readings and workshops and retreats with. Yeah. Yeah. All right, free fall. If you have one hour of air and many hours to go, you must breathe slowly. If you have one arm's length and many things to care for, you must give freely. If you have many doubts and one chance to know God, you must set your heart on fire. We are blessed. Each day is a chance. We have two arms. Fear wastes air. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. All right, let's talk about the title of your latest book, 7,000 Ways <laughs> to Listen, Staying Close to What is Sacred. At first it was intimidating because I thought, oh my God, am I going to have to learn 7,000 <laughs> different ways to listen? I don't have that much time. No, there are. So it isn't 7,000 no. different steps, but there's 7,000 ways to listen. Well, it's a metaphor. And that title, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. And how that title came to me is I was... Um, I, now a friend, but when I first met this amazing uh, linguist from Nigeria, 
he was talking to me about all the living languages on earth. And he said there are 7,000 ways to speak. And I just, it was delightful to meet him. We'd become friends. And I went home that night in the quiet. And as I was going to sleep and my wife, Susan, and our dog, Mira, were breathing next to me. And I had this obvious revelation. I said, well, if there are at least 7,000 ways to speak, there have to be 7,000 ways to listen. And that gave me a way into the book. Mm. That's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful metaphor. How do you define listening, Mark? Listening is being, when we can, as completely present to whatever is before us yeah. with all of who we are. Yeah. With all of who we are. Yeah. That's what you mean yes. by 7,000 ways. Yeah. Yeah. And we never know which way will touch us. You know, one of the things, and this, this also metaphor that I'll share now speaks about spiritual traditions too, because I think we, we spend, we always have, but we spend too much time arguing over the primacy of one path over another. Mm -hmm. When... Who is correct, who is correct, who yeah, is correct. Yeah, and when we need everyone. We need everyone. So in, in, in nature, in spring, you think of how it takes thousands of insects and birds to pollinate all the different flowers and plants. Each one is born with an inclination to a particular pollen that they then bring. Mm -hmm. You don't find the bees telling all the other insects, you gotta, we all got to be bees. <laughs> and this is the way it's done. Uh, right. Yeah. And so only when we do that do yeah. we have spring. And likewise, I feel like we need every spiritual path to create the human spring. So, so we need to listen for what calls to each of us. So being able to listen means really being fully present in the moment. I mean, not only are people, do we seem to be listening less, we don't even hear each other. The distractions of our daily world. How often have you, you, all of us, been in situations where either you yourself are texting or on your device or you're trying to speak to somebody else who's on the device where you have to say, excuse me, did, did you hear me? Because right. nobody's really listening. They're distracted with all the other things. Well, and I think, I think that, you know, if I don't have an understanding that I need to be present, yeah. where I am, yeah. then when I'm doing four things at once, that becomes the value by which I live. That becomes the way I start to see that as what I need to adhere to. Yeah, then people, then, then you start to feel less than if you're not doing four things at once. Right. Oh, because I got to multitask. I've been in conversations with people like that. Well, I can't just do one thing. I'm a great multitasker, they say. Yeah. Well, one, one thing that I think is, is important is that Every person somehow needs to develop a very personal practice of being present in that moment. In the preface you write, the practice of listening is one of the most mysterious, luminous, and challenging art forms on earth. Each of us is by turns a novice and a master until the next difficulty or joy undoes us. What do you mean by that? It is mysterious and luminous and challenging as an art form to really pay attention and Well, I think, I think that I know for me in my life, um, I always start to lose focus 
when I think I understand what I'm hearing mm -hmm. rather than feeling it. Mm -hmm. And so I need to stay, as we've talked before, open-hearted, open-minded. And so the, the, the real value of listening is that it leads us outside of ourselves and eventually back into who we are. You say that we're like the cliffs worn down by the sea and that's how our soul's beauty is revealed. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean that, that there are many ways that we grow as human beings, but two that have always been there is that we are broken open uh -huh. or we willfully shed. And usually it's a mix of both. Oh, I love that. We are broken open, because I had that broken open moment with you last time, or we willfully shed. Explain that, Mr. Poet Man. Well, that, that I real, this is where the subtitle of the book comes, Staying Close to What is Sacred. Yeah. Because we all have to put down what doesn't work after a while. Ooh, yeah, we do. And that comes from, because the original definition of sacrifice, and we all know sacrifice, yeah. especially the kind where, whether it's soldiers or uh, people, loved ones who put down their life for, for others is just, it's holy, it's astonishing. And the original definition of sacrifice moves more inwardly. It means to give up what no longer works in order to stay close to what is sacred. To give up what no longer works in order to stay close to what is sacred. So that tells us what? That, that what keeps us close isn't going to stay the same. By being alive, dynamic, growing, changing, what brings us close to the holy and what matters, holy isn't going anywhere, but we keep moving. Yes, absolutely. That keeps changing. So we need to give up what no longer works and find new ways of being that keep us close to what matters. To what matters. And that is what you mean by what is sacred. I think that's a really important question to ask of ourselves in those of us who are seekers, the question is, what is sacred to you? Yeah. Do you know the answer to that? What's sacred to you? Oh, oh. conversations like this are sacred to me. Yeah. I mean, the moments They're where... so sacred to me, I created a whole <laughs> show to have them. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I feel that um, the only thing that really matters to me now are moments where I can somehow trip into or willfully be completely present to whatever's before me. Mm -hmm. Macy's Mother's Day gift guide has the perfect gift to make mom feel special. Shop by price, like 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and for grandma. Get top gifts like Dolce & Gabbana Devotion, Eau de Parfum, Coach Floral Printed Leather Cassie Crossbody Bag, and Le Creuset Shallot Dutch Oven. Shop at Macy's.com slash gift finder. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. 
It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Are you ready to unlock your inner greatness? If so, make sure to listen to my podcast, The School of Greatness, hosted by me, Lewis Howes. Join me as I sit down with world-class performers, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to uncover their secrets to success with new episodes every single week. Whether you're striving for personal growth, business mastery, or simply seeking inspiration, The School of Greatness has something for you. And you can find it on SiriusXM, Pandora, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe and follow to the show so you never miss an episode and start your journey to greatness today. You know, you write so much in 7,000 Ways to Listen about the power of acceptance. And I wondered if you think that's the same thing as the power of surrender. Because when you spoke of learning the lessons that your cancer was there to teach you, and we spoke the last time about how there are no experiences that are wasted. I think one of the things that I learned the most from you is your ability to do that thing that you talk about, and Michael Singer talks a lot about in Untethered Soul, is allowing the thing, and in your case it was pain, and and for a lot of people it's loss or it's disappointment, allowing yourself not to push against it, but to let it pass right through you, allowing it to pass through you. To meet it, to To meet meet it, it and to meet things. You know, the Buddhists often talk about this beautiful and difficult aspect of seeing things as they are. So to meet what comes to us so that we can stay in conversation with it. Yeah. I think the most challenging thing of our age is staying in conversation, staying in relationship, because it's the relationship that brings us back to to our aliveness. And being able to, is that the same thing as acceptance though? That's the same thing? Well, surrender for me, and I experienced a lot of surrender during my cancer journey, but surrender is, it's like a fish finding the current and going with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's surrender. Oh my God, I love that so much. You know what? Because I believe that everybody in life has their own current and their own flow. Your, your job in life is to figure out what that is, what lane that is, and how you line up with the sinner and the universe and everything around you and follow that yeah. flow. Your job in life is is to try to not be the salmon swimming upstream all the time, but to find your flow. Acceptance, though, I would say, is when you're finding that flow and you run into driftwood or a stone or get caught in the bank, is accepting that and the larger situation. So... You know, it's I so think, hard to know when to accept and when do I fight to get out. Well, accept doesn't accept to me doesn't mean that we stop uh, evolving. Yeah, it's a spiritual perception. Yeah. So uh, I have a chapter in there about not getting what we want. Yeah. And so, so let me speak. Let's ab- talk a bit about that. Yeah, and that yeah. I think is but around. Before acceptance. you go to not getting what we want, let's, I just want to clarify that acceptance before you know because we're all in difficult cir- circumstances at some point in our lives. And you have to be able to acknowledge and accept where you are 
before you can figure out how to get out from where you are. Yes, and we're yeah. so attached to, to the identities, relationships, and dreams yes. that have brought us this far. Yeah. And they're dear. But like a cocoon, when a butterfly emerges, the cocoon has served its purpose. It doesn't mean it's false. It means it served its purpose. Ooh, that's so good. And our dreams... And everything in life serves its purpose. Our dreams, our identities, our ambitions, our relationships, they often are cocoons that lead us to the next. Yes. And we get so understandably attached yeah. that we get in conflict when, when it breaks or falls away, that we don't see what it's opened us to. You know what? That's interesting because when I was reading um, 7,000 Ways to Listen and where you were talking about these passages of letting go of the dream, it was, it was to many people, it seemed difficult for me to let go of the Oprah Winfrey show. But that was a conscious decision on my part because I understood, for me, it had served the purpose that I needed and wanted it to. And I wanted to use that to allow me to move to another purpose, which is to be sitting here with you right now, you know? But I had used that in order to be able to get to here. Well, this, spe this speaks to a beautiful kind of archetypal pattern that everyone goes through in life from exploration to mastery to abandonment. I don't mean abandonment in terms of relational abandonment. Yeah. I mean, we always, when we're beginning, yeah. we grow and we know and we're excited with learning. And then comes the immersion of mastering what we've been drawn into. Yeah. And then, and then, eventually we are called not to abandon everything we've learned. Yeah, but to use that. But to, to grow use to the that next level. To grow again. To grow again. To grow again. Yes. I don't think there's a person out there who hasn't written a bad poem at one time in their lives. Yeah, I told you. And <laughs> I have some bad poetry that I have in journals over the years. So what is it that you think that propels us to pour our feelings into a poem? Well, because let, let's, let's, uh, let me start by saying that I feel that poetry is the unexpected utterance of the soul. I love that definition. It's the a, unexpected utterance of the soul. It's not the words on the page. It's what the words point to. Mm -hmm. It's not whether they're in lines or paragraphs. It's... Iambic pentameter. No, no. it's none of that. Yeah. It's the unexpected utterance of the soul and the life of expression is the tuning fork by which we find our way to the sacred. So everybody's a poet. Can I say that again? The life of expression is the tuning, tuning fork, fork by which we find, find our, our way, way to the sacred. And so it doesn't matter whether we do it well or not. I can't even tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> That's too deep to tweet. Too deep to tweet. Hashtag. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I need to sit with that a minute. The life of expression... Is the tuning fork. Is the tuning fork. By which we find our way. By which we find our way. To the sacred. Whew. To what matters. Okay. And so that says to us what? Okay. Okay. I'll tell you what it says to yeah, me. It yeah. says to me that our ability to let art, our artistry, our gifts, our talent flow through us... That is 
the expression of ourselves and the expression of our true selves, whenever you can fulfill your meaning and purpose and have the expression of your true self, that that is really, oh, I got it, Uh aha, that that is really why you're here and that that is your connection to God. So you express God through your life and your art. And we hear ourselves, which is more important than whether we write a good poem or perform a wonderful dance or create a beautiful painting. It's not about- Or make a good meal or yeah. whatever our offering is. Yeah. We, I think that we in our culture, we've made excellence yeah. go ahead of thoroughness of being. When it's really, excellence is fine, but the point is, and I, I learned this, I've been very touched to learn this from my father years ago. And I remember when he, you know, he built a, a 30 foot sailboat when we were kids that we spent our youth on. And then he would build these small model boats in the basement. And I remember sitting on the stairs. He didn't know I was there watching him spend hours with these little things with tweezers and, mm-hmm. And sure, he did a really excellent job, but what I got, even when I was 12, I got my first lesson that it's immersion. He was giving himself so completely to that moment that in that moment, he was every shipbuilder that ever lived. And that's the reward for expression, not excellence. That when when we talk like this, we we are, in the moment of every conversation that ever happened like this. Yeah. And ooh. Ooh. Amen to that. Amen to that. So I was going to ask you, now the question seems foolish. Is there a poet in every one of us? Because obviously. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And And it's not about that. So even though I've written what I call bad poetry, the fact that I can allow that expression. We, We all, we all, are educated to have an inner critic, a watcher. And that watcher becomes a terrible companion. <laughs> I know. A terrible You should companion. have done it better. You're not as good as that person. You're not, you shouldn't even be here. You don't even deserve this. And as How soon as we watch, yeah. we're, we've stopped immersing ourselves. Oh, I love that. So let me ask you this. I know that in coming here, you thought a lot about us sitting on the mountain top and being in this space. And what sense of expression did you most want to share? Well, and thank you for that, I, asking that. I think the thing that I want to share most is that Every single being has an amazing, unfathomable gift that only meeting life head on will reveal. And we can't do it alone. So that's why we need each other. We need each other to discover our gift, to believe in the gift, and then to learn how to use it. Yeah. What is the soul? 
Oh, the soul is the, the common center of universal spirit that seeds each human being. Ooh, that's good. You're a poet. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so the common center. Of universal being and spirit that seeds every single human being. Soul. Oh, that's good. That is really good. You should print that. That is so good. I got to write that down. <laughs> write that down. Okay. What is your definition of God? God is the unnameable unity that only wants us to be as alive as possible. Unnameable unity. That wants us to be as close to aliveness as possible. Mm -hmm. Have you always considered yourself, have you always been a spiritual person? I mean, you had to be as a little boy to know that you were a po there was a poet inside well, you. Well, with, without any, any knowledge of words or language, and this helps because this is what, I think at an early age I knew that I was part of something larger. Yeah. But the most important thing is our relationship to what is larger than us. Yeah. And what is your relationship to that which is larger? Oh, I am a uh, committed, uh, animated, obedient learner. That's great. What is your personal prayer? Of what use and bridge can I be? What does prayer mean to you? Listening, not asking for. Mm -hmm. Listening. The world needs, finish that sentence, the world needs? The world needs uh, authentic beings to have the courage to be who they are. Where do you feel most at home or at peace? Oh, you know, I, I feel in large open spaces and in quiet, intimate spaces with my wife, Susan, and our beloved dog, Mira. Yeah. yeah. What do you think happens when we die? I think that the soul released disperses into infinite forms and comes back to replenish this living miracle in ways we can't imagine. Mm -hmm. What do you want to be your legacy or what will be your legacy? I would want my legacy to be that um, what matters moves through me um, the way air moves and wind moves through a window to refresh another. What do you think the purpose of the human experience is? Aren't these great questions? They're fabulous questions. What do you think the purpose of the human experience is? Uh, today, I think that the purpose of the human experience is for the soul to blossom in human form here on earth. Mm -hmm. Rather than finding heaven on earth, I think we are asked to release heaven by living on earth. Ow, that's good. 
Ow, that's so good. That makes me want to cry. Uh-huh. I never thought of that before. Yeah. You're preaching today. <laughs> You're preaching today, Mark. I feel at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Let me get you a pulpit. <laughs> a poet with a pulpit. Uh, I never pulpit. thought of this that before. It. This is the pulpit. That is a magnificent thought. Say that again. Rather than finding heaven on earth, we are asked to release heaven by living on earth. If that ain't a tweet up moment, I don't know. <laughs> what are you releasing? And that's the question, isn't it, for all of us? What do, are you daily offering and releasing? Here and and we can't oh bypass. God, that's, big. that's big. We can't bypass the human journey. It's the cocoon that releases our spirit. And a lot of times we want to get out of here. It's yeah. painful. It's hard. It's difficult. Another reason we need we each other. You can't bypass the human journey. It's the cocoon that releases our spirit. We need to end this show. I can't take much more. <laughs> Woo! You preach today. <laughs> you preach today. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. 